Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. It's time for Barbecue Nation with JT. So fire up your grill, light the charcoal, and get your smoker cooking. Now, from the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios in Portland, here's JT. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the nation. That's Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, along with my co-host, co-pilot, and co-conspirator, Leanne Whippen, uh, with the cast of Usual Suspects hanging around the studio. Uh, by the way, Leanne, this is a little different, but I had to ban the cat from my studio, our new kitten, because she suddenly found out that looking at the screen is just totally entertaining, especially uh, chasing the cursor around because oh, yes. i got Thank i got a couple like screens that. here yeah yes. she likes that anyway um we're going to talk with sunny moody today sunny moody today if i say her name properly so she doesn't be, get offended uh mm-hmm. from nashville tennessee uh sunny and her husband jeff great name and their four daughters uh compete as mood swing barbecue and sea and kcbs they also um uh, have a catering company. So we're going to talk to Sonny here in just a minute. Our music today is by Jethro Tull. I don't know if Sonny's old enough to know that one. Doubt it. <laughs> um, and we'd like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef, Beef the Way Nature Intended. That's PaintedHillsNaturalBeef.com. Sonny, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. No problem. No problem. Um, I guess we got to start with the obvious question. How did you get started doing this? Uh, My husband actually got me started. I was raised in a small town in southern Utah out on a farm, Um, but we met in high school and then he actually grew up grilling in his backyard. And so he started us off on a Traeger after we got married and he couldn't make it home from work one night, but he had the meat marinating. So he asked me to put it on the grill and um, I had never used one. So I was like, what, what do I do? And he goes, you just need to go out. You need to push the button, um, let it smoke for a few minutes and then come back out and put the meat on it. It'll be, it'll be ready. So I pushed the button and I came back out in five, about five minutes later. And the whole thing was in flames. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I knew that wasn't right. So I called him and I'm like, well, the whole thing's in flames. And he's like, well, it's supposed to have a little bit of fire in the bottom. And I'm like, no, no. And I popped on the FaceTime and he was like, yeah, that's, that's not good. So I'm trying to plug it and pull it away from the house. And <laughs> uh, what had happened is he actually hadn't cleaned it and our hopper stopped functioning oh. correctly. So it was feeding pellets and it just built up and a combination of the two caused a combustion. But <laughs> So it was his fault. Okay, there you yes, go. Yes, it was his fault. But luckily, like, you know, I didn't want anything to do with grilling or anything after that. But he knew that, you know, I needed to get past that fear and kept encouraging me to cook more and he would teach me along the way. Um, But he became a barbecue judge actually and went and judged KCBS competitions for about a good year. And he's a welder by trade. So he did that through high school and college to put himself through college. And so he, he came to me one night and he goes, well, um, I'm going to build a smoker. And I'm like, 
okay, sure. So I'm just thinking, you know, a little backyard smoker. And we went to pick it up about a year later. I mean, he spent hours on this each night, figuring out formulas and ratios and numbers and where to put the smokestack. And I mean, it was crazy, yeah. it was crazy. And he, we went to pick it up about a year later because he had his old boss welded up for him. And it was a 500 gallon propane tank welded wow. up the trailer. I wasn't even tall enough to lift the lid all the way. And I was like, <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> he goes, we're actually going to start doing competitions and we're going to start catering. And I'm like, we like this, is the <laughs> you and me. <laughs> so we got our good friend Sterling Smith from Luton Booty and we took some classes from him and I was just his PBA, his pit boss assistant. And I just did what Jeff told me to do. And I asked Smitty like a bunch of questions and I kind of like to just learn everything I can if I'm thrown into the fire of something. And I asked a million questions to everybody that I ever could. And we went into our first competition a couple of months later and we ended up placing out of like seven, 70 something teams. We, we placed in brisket and I was just there wow. to learn and grow, but we placed. And so we kind of were hooked at that point and started competing together as a couple. Um, and it grew to the point where I had a couple of friends, Smitty was one of them and Kyle Matichewski, they encouraged me to compete against Jeff. And they're like, Sonny, you know enough, you like to do this, you just need to compete against Jeff. And I was like, oh no, I couldn't ever do that. Like, no, mm -mm, I'm just the assistant. <laughs> like, we will walk you through it. So they did. Um, Jeff would be doing his own thing, you know, off in the kitchen and I was on the other side and he knew that I was going to compete against him and he didn't think anything big of it. And he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I can't tell you the guys are talking to me. I'm not allowed to tell you. <laughs> yeah. So it was kind of fun um, going into our second SCA competition against each other. He, I actually took first place against 78. Wow. So that was pretty exciting. But when I got up there, I, I wasn't, I wasn't in it to like win first place or to beat everybody else. My goal was always to just beat Jeff, you know, like <laughs> was the one that got me started in this thing. So I was always just like, I just have to be one spot better than Jeff and I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> so I won the whole thing and I got up there and they asked me my name and I was like, I'm Sunny Moody, but you don't know me because I just moved to Nashville. And so I'm originally from Arizona, but I go, but I just beat my husband. And that's <laughs> the only thing I could say. And everybody bursts up laughing and it kind of has just exploded from there. Like I have loved it. Our daughters have always competed in the kids cues, but we have one now that's 14. And so she competes against us as an adult in the SCA competitions. Um, and then her and my next one that's 11, they're actually combining forces and they're going to do their own KCBS competitions with Melissa Cookston on the Junior Barbecue League. So, oh, yeah. I've heard about that. That's fantastic. Yeah. So our whole family kind of competes. It's a whole, whole big thing for us. So how many comps do you do a year now? Oh, a lot. <laughs> I think that we hit over 60 last year. SEA oh, my God. We ended up doing two KCBS comps and one GBA. So wow, that's a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. We, I mean, I won the World Food Championship back. Yeah, in congrats! That was awesome. I saw you, and I was just mesmerized by your <laughs> talent and your uh, 
you were just so anal about everything, which you need to be when you're competing yeah. against the best of the best. And uh, yeah, it was it was very impressive to say the least. <laughs> Thank you. That was a really fun experience. It was yeah. overwhelming, but incredible all at the same time. Yeah. How, how different is it for you doing SCA versus KCBS? And I, I mean, I know you cook different different proteins and stuff yeah. but for you when you go into these competitions do you just kind of go to the sca events and say i'm here i'll cook i know what i'm doing like this because kcbs takes a lot longer kcbs yes it does it's you have a lot more downtime you know you're managing your fire more so um you're you know prepping your meats and you have four different meats going at the same time. Whereas SCA, we show up that morning, you know, we pick our steaks, we prep our steaks, we cook them and you're done. So, so it's a lot, it's a lot faster to do an SCA. You show up, you cook a steak and you're, you're done. They do have some fun ancillaries, which is, it's really fun to branch out and just, you know, cook something different as well. Um, but yeah, with the SCA, I pretty much just have my process down. So you know, it doesn't, I don't get thrown off very much. Um, I just know, you know, my timeline and what I need to do. And um, with the KCBS, I feel like there's a lot more downtime and relaxing and, you know, but your turn-ins are so close, you know, they're in a, within a half hour of each other. So um, when it comes to like crunch time on KCBS, you know, we're, we're just constantly focusing on the next meet and getting it ready and boxed and prepared. I don't have to put as much focus into the SCA as I do the KCBS um, because it's just meat in a box. We don't garnish in the SCA. So you are just placing your steak in the box how you want it. So Whereas KCBS is um, doing the steak, I guess now. Yeah. So yeah. are you going to branch out and do that as well? I'm actually not. Um, it's kind of a conflict of interest for me currently yeah. because I'm working with um, B&B Charcoal directly and the SCA directly to be um, an exclusive brand ambassador. Mm -hmm. So it would kind of be a conflict of interest for me to do their stake. But I am going to continue to do the KCBS for meat competitions. That's so. great. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. We're just, we're going to branch more back into KCBS because I, I miss it so much. You know, we did the Royal Oak Invitational and um, that was so much fun. And I just, I missed the longer cooks and doing the four meats and, you know, the technique that it takes to master all four meats. Um, so I missed that. And we did the Myron Mixon's hog drop. So doing, you know, the pork, we want to branch out into more areas of barbecue. We want to, we helped our friends with a couple MBN. So we're actually branching out this year into more different areas of barbecue. We're going to do a CBA, more KCBS, a couple MBN, and some GBA, which will wow. be fun. That's great. A lot yeah. of acronyms there. I know, right? Uh <laughs> <laughs> you sure you don't like the KCBS so you can have that extra downtime just to needle your husband? <laughs> Actually, I'm kind of a social butterfly. So I like to go around and just mingle with everybody that's there. You know, our friends that are there, meet new people, you know, just just relax and enjoy the time away. It's kind of just a step away from life at that point. You got a straw hat and an umbrella drink or something in your hand. You know? <laughs> Usually I'm like bundled up because I'm freezing. And look like <laughs> yeah, that happens too, unfortunately. And, you know, um, what did your daughter say when you one day just kind of announced, we're going to go start doing barbecue competitions? 
So Jeff and I actually started doing it as kind of a retreat. We, our first daughter was very sick. So for a very long time, um, I had to quit my full-time career. I was actually a forensic scientist. And so I had to quit my full-time career of that and become a stay-at-home mom because she had to have IV infusions at the cancer center for four years. So I did that and I kind of just lost myself for about 12 years. Um, and so he kind of brought me into it because we never could really go and do date nights or go out and spend time together. So this was a way that we could actually, you know, build a hobby together. And I, I'm, I don't know how he knew I would like it, but. We're going to take a break here on Barbecue Nation. We're going to be back and talk more with Sunny Moody. Oh, she's doing great. And uh, her and her family do Mood Swings Barbecue. And uh, we'll be right back. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT along with Leanne and sunny moody today that's right we've got the new star on the horizon is joining us if you'd like to contact us pretty easy you just go to barbecuenation.com barbecuenationjt.com um and there's an icon on the bottom of the page to contact us and either leanne or i uh will get back to you on that and also we're on facebook and twitter i'm on twitter leanne's on twitter barbecue nation is on twitter uh, we, we're tweeting, tweeting away there. So let's get back and talk some more with Sonny Moody. <clears throat> what was the toughest thing for you to learn? I would say brisket for sure. I was pretty, pretty good at ribs, like right off the bat. I'm not sure why I just kind of fell into place. So ribs were always my jam. Um, Jeff, you know, he was like, you take control of ribs and I'll do the butt and the brisket. And we kind of just tag teamed it on chicken. Um, we would work together. He would, you know, shape the chicken pillows and I would scrape the darn skin. <laughs> but we would work together on those. I was always the box builder. And then we worked together on putting the boxes, placing the meat in the boxes. And I was always the one that touched it up and made it look, you know, pretty and stuff. So it was a team effort um, to begin with. When we started in steak, we each do ours a little bit different. So I'm not one to uh, follow a mold. Like I kind of just like to be me and do my own thing. I know it kind of bugs him because sometimes he gets OCD about things. He's like, you should just try this. And I'm like, I'm good. I'll do mine. <laughs> so when our oldest actually started competing with us, she got a little confused because she didn't know whether to follow mom or to follow dad, because we did do things so different. Um, but she figured it out. We both taught her our ways. And then we actually had someone else teach her their ways too. And she figured out she's got to find her own way. So she started playing in the, in the backyard and she created her own way too. So we're all similar, but she has her grill. Jeff and I share a grill when we're at SCA competitions, he cooks first and then I cook after him, but we each do ours just a little bit different. So what makes yours different from your husband's? Um, techniques and um, how we trim and how we pin 
uh, a little bit of our flavors are just slightly different. Um, how we grill, he grills his different than I do. I can't, I can't flip back and forth and back and forth. Like I go, I go one side and put the grill marks on one side and flip to the other side and put the grill marks on. So yeah, just a few little things, but yeah. it can make the world a difference unless you dial your process in. Most people that listen to this show are going, I just put the steak on the grill and cook it because most of them aren't competitors. That's right. <clears throat> but um, how many steaks did you go through before you got that down? Oh, I don't even know a lot. We used to buy the big prime rib roasts and we would cut our steaks out of them and just practice and practice and practice. So I don't know a lot, but at okay. every competition you get two steaks as well. And it finally came to the point where we didn't do a practice steak while at the competition. So we would take those home and we would cook them throughout the week and practice. Well, that works. That's cool. Oh, I wanted to, to mention too, that you said in the first segment about when you were first starting, you caught your Traeger on fire. Yeah. Um, my daughter a couple of years ago brought her new boyfriend home. Great guy. All that. And I was cooking something and I had hardly, I mean, I, I knew him for five minutes and he walked out, looked on the patio and he goes, is, is your smoker supposed to be smoking that much? And I mean, this wasn't little white smoke coming out of it. This was black rolling. No. Yeah. Lifted the lid, you know, singed everything. I said, nope, it's not supposed to be this way. So we, we bought takeout instead. So <laughs> I have no idea what happened on that because the grill was clean, but something flared up. I can tell yeah. you that. Um, do you have things in particular? I know you're working with B&B charcoal. You said that earlier, but certain things you prefer to use than other products. What are they? Yeah. So I, B&B actually found us. We had been using B&B since we built our huge, large reverse flow smoker um, because it had the kill drying wood and it comes in all the different flavors. So depending on what meat we were cooking, we could you know, throw the different flavors in there. And it was easy for us to get. Uh, we just barely partnered with them a couple months ago. Um, but I have used them. So B&B I've used for since we started back in 17. Um, I used it to cook my whole hog as well. We went through different charcoals. We actually played when we were trying our whole hog. Um, we played with, you know, Kingsford and um, Jealous Devil and um, Royal Oak. and the flavor that and the smoke that was coming from the BNB just worked the best for us and what we were trying to achieve. It wasn't that any of those were bad, but that is BNB was what we were looking for in our charcoal um, to pair well with our rubs and the techniques that we were using. So Cosmo, I use Cosmos Q competition products. Uh, he found me after Worlds and I actually love working with him because he has a clean eating line, which I'm a personal trainer and nutrition coach now. And so being able to offer my clients those clean eating rubs to use in their daily life and to provide them grilling, healthy grilling recipes has been super helpful, but I can also use them for my backyard grilling recipes and my competition recipes as well. He, he has products that cover all of those different things. So I've partnered with him. Um, Victorinox knives, I have used them forever and they actually found me at a competition and I didn't know who he was at the time. Mm -hmm. And 
came up and was talking to me and I'll talk to anybody. And he was like, oh, what kind of knife are you using? And I said, well, I'm using a Victorinox knife. These are like super sharp. I've always loved them. And I'm just going off on it. And he was like, well, here's an extra one. I have an extra one. And I was like, well, thanks. And then when I won, he reached out and he goes, I'm actually a Victorinox guy and I want to sponsor you. And I was like, oh, wow, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I like to promote things that I use because I truly believe in them. If I'm using them, like I don't mind sharing that with people and why I'm using them. Um, I do use Wicked Pig, which is a beef marinade that Matt Elverson created. I have found that it um, tenderizes my steak the best. I used to play with salt brines and manually, you know, tenderizing, but this wicked pig worked the best for me. So he is now a sponsor and I recently just used it on pork to win, um, reserve grand champion at Myron Nixon's hog drop. I used it on my pork loin and took first place. So that's awesome. It's not just for beef. I've played with it for other things as well. Yep. We're going to take another break. We're going to come back and talk some more with Sonny Moody right after this on Barbecue Nation on the USA Radio Networks. If you're enjoying GT and his show, come check out my podcast, Around the House with Eric G, where we talk home improvement and design right here where you catch this podcast. Head to aroundthehouseonline.com. everybody welcome back hope you're enjoying a little uh, jethro tall today I'd like to thank the folks at painted hills natural beef beef the way nature intended that's painted hills natural beef check them out at online at paintedhillsnaturalbeef.com and also gunter did i say that right leanne I gunter so. wilhelm knives um they're great knives uh, i use them i know sunny was just talking about the knives that she likes and they're very good too I happen to like uh, Gunter Wilhelm knives and you can find them online at gunterwilhelm.com. Do you use the, does I should phrase it this way. Does Jeff use the same seasonings that you do or are they different? They're similar. So we use a couple of the same, but like our finishing dust is a little bit different and our base layer is a little bit different. So we do layer our seasonings on. Does he make his own or do you, does he use a, uh, he uses pre- Cosmos as well. Okay. All right. Um, how long did it take you to learn not to peek under the lid? I, that's kind of a catchphrase around here. But, you know, when people are learning barbecue, whether they're going to go into competition or they're just doing it in their backyard, the tendency is always, you know, lift the lid and look. Did right. it take take you a few times to figure out that that's not something you probably really want to do unless there's black smoke billowing out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yes. I think that's, you know, something you always want to check on when you're first beginning is like, is my meat burning? Is something going wrong? So you had, you do have the tendency to want to look after taking those couple classes that we did from Sterling Smith and stuff. I, I learned not to, and I, I'm kind of observant in things that we're doing. So when Jeff would lift the lid, I noticed that the temperature would drop. So anytime you're lifting the lid, you're obviously dropping the temperature on any kind of smoker or grill. So that's not good because then you're not maintaining that proper temperature for the meat to cook at a consistent temperature or in the time frame that you would like it to be done at. 
Leanne, how long did it take you? I, with your dad, he probably reached over there and whapped your knuckles with a pencil or something. I don't you. know. I still have my moments. <laughs> <laughs> I think I do too. And it's trying something new. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty cautious about that. But um, my problem is I tend to do a lot of things in the evening. I get busy here in the studio during the day. And then like last night, I was doing some ribs. Well, it's dark. And even though we've got a well-lit patio and stuff, still, when you open up that lid to check them, they're dark in there. So it's always a little hit and miss with me this time of year. Summertime's fine, but I got a little flashlight in my pocket, a little headlamp, you know, look like a miner out there. Um, Sunny, with all this traveling and competing, how do you manage a catering business as well? So we have actually set that aside this year, just since like all of this has taken off. Um, I'm now partnered with B&B and I partnered with Cosmos. I'm actually going to start teaching classes at Ace Hardware and I'm going to be traveling more to different competitions. So we're setting the catering aside. Um, we have been doing it up until a few months ago. We're setting the catering aside though and kind of going in a different direction. We're going to be building out a website so that we can reach more people and they can have access to our recipes and where we'll be if we're teaching a class or doing a demo or whatever it is so that we can, you know, help other people learn to feel confident in their backyard as well. Yeah, that's great. Cause usually catering's on the weekends. And if you're gone, how do you, yeah. I was like, how are you doing it all? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're setting that aside. <laughs> that makes sense. What, um, what person would you like to work with as far as maybe one of your barbecue heroes if you have them uh is there one you'd like to say hey i'd like to spend a couple of days with that person yeah she's right here on the show oh yeah. come on yeah. <laughs> set up if i ever heard it oh god you, you you didn't know that we talked before the show did you no <laughs> we did not no that was a complete setup no i appreciate that um you know i it, it's funny um like you were saying about, you know, competitive barbecue, you know, doing KCBS and wanting to do the four meats. I get what you're saying because I took a break because of the restaurants from competing and I have just been wanting to compete so bad. So I'm like super excited to compete in a couple of weeks, but I, I definitely get what you're saying. But um, yeah, it's, it's a hard when you take a break to get back into the swing when you're competing and you'll see this and you know this probably already is the more you're doing it, the more it becomes second nature and it's not as stressful and it just becomes a routine. And, you know, that's why a lot of these guys that are out there do doing it day in and day out or weekend and weekend out, um, I think are so successful is, is repetition and, um, yeah, just experience. Absolutely. I feel the same way because we hit it so hard in the SCA the last year Obviously, I became a world champion, but once we did another KCBS just a few months ago, I just missed it. And I told Jeff, I go, you know, yeah, we have our process and our timeline. But again, going back to I'm, we're not doing this constantly. You know, mm -hmm. I just miss it. I miss sitting around the firebox. I miss chatting with people and cooking all four meats and prepping all four meats. And yeah, so we want to get back into that as well. Do you, do you get any um, feedback? I mean, you're relatively new at this and you've had a great amount of success. Do sometimes, and I can't imagine, honestly, people in the barbecue world doing this, but has anybody ever kind of, ah, she's still a rookie? 
Yeah, I get that all the time. And they see me because I'm fit. Um, you know, I'm a nutrition coach as well and personal trainer. I'm fit. I'm a woman. I'm in the barbecue world and I'm doing well. And so we get a lot of backlash about that because they look, they go, do you just starve yourself all week? Do you just, you know, work out in the gym 20 hours a day or how can you constantly be winning? Um, but what they don't realize is that I'm a recipe developer as well. So I have learned how to incorporate barbecue into my life. And that was part of my lifestyle transformation. Um, I told my, my trainer when I got diagnosed with the crazy MS and KRE malformation that, you know, I needed barbecue to fit in my life because this is what we do and this is what we love. And it's, you know, a hobby, now it's a business, but it was a hobby at the time. Sure. And, and she said, okay, we can make it work. And to hear that is, it just blows people's mind because you don't think of barbecue and health and fitness going together, but ultimately it can work. And it's just a matter of learning how to do it properly. So, so do you ever blow the, blow the, the diet, so to speak? And don't look at me when you answer this question, because my answer <laughs> is self-evident, but do you, you know, you go, man, that chocolate cupcakes look really good. Do you ever just sneak one? Yes. So I wouldn't <laughs> say that I'm on a diet. I, I would, I'm not ever on a diet. It's more of just a lifestyle. I pick right. and choose, you know, the healthier options and I've learned what inflames my body and sets my MS off. Um, but I don't cut out anything crazy. Like I don't do keto. I don't do paleo. I don't do anything drastic. It is just a lifestyle and learning to make everything fit in. Yeah, this is just for my knowledge. And if, and if you don't want to answer the question, you certainly don't have to. <laughs> but do you find that like processed foods, processed flour and stuff set off your MS? Um, I would say processed foods more so. I make like a whole wheat bread. So I wouldn't go as far as like gluten. I don't have a gluten intolerance or anything like that. But yeah, the more processing that has been done to the food, absolutely. Yes, it just is. Interesting. It causes a lot of inflammation in my body. That's that's probably what happened to me. You know, look at this in, uh, inflammation. It's <laughs> it's rampant. It's just rampant. <laughs> Not making fun of you. My my theory has always been that my generation and Leanne's younger than I am. Um, we survived a lot, uh, and we were a little tougher uh geophysically because we ate so much processed foods and crap like that that we built up a tolerance to things that's all that that is a unfounded scientific theory but i would say i would say that you grew up eating more home-cooked food true which is actually less processed because i can physically show you a hamburger that I make at home with bacon and it's stuffed and everything that is just fresh beef and it's going to be more filling, have more nutrients and less calories than, you know, one of the large burgers from McDonald's or Burger King or whatever. So, you know, you can eat delicious food at home, but it's home cooked and you know, every single ingredient that is going into that food. So it's better for your body. And you grew up eating that. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's true. That's true. But, but you know every once in a while you had to get a bag of fritos or something and just <laughs> every everybody cheats everybody you does cheat. that yeah yep. you, you got it oreos do that. yeah yeah oreos 
my my biggest problem and not that anybody cares about this but growing up on a farm we had when i was quite small we had a couple of milk cows i mean we had other cattle too but we did keep a couple of milk cows so the milk we drank was not what i refer to as blue milk you know the powdered milk or the one percent or the this i mean we were like whole milk and then we had cream yeah you scrape the cream off the top yeah Yeah, Yeah. do that and that's why i'm a real fan of half and half these days so i have been for a long time so i cook with half and half uh when i'm doing stuff but uh, all those home-cooked meals you're correct about that and i think that leanne probably had good home-cooked meals Mm-hmm. especially you know learning stuff around the grill with your dad and all that i mean my folks couldn't couldn't grill or barbecue worth a damn i mean it was charred chicken and baby that was it but uh we did a lot of dutch oven cooking did you yeah. on a farm as well so we did a lot of camping and dutch oven cooking, yes. or cooking over the fire but not with a grill or smoker or anything uh we are going to take a break we're going to come back and uh wrap up the show with Sunny Moody. She is going to stick around, even though she doesn't know it, uh, for the after hours, because we're bringing back the lightning round, and you're the first victim. I mean, the first guest to to do that. So we'll be back here on Barbecue Nation in just a minute. Stay with us. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. You know, it was my great sense of humor that got Leanne to do this show with me. That's that's it. Because... (laughs) A couple of years ago when we were, when she first came on the show and we were joking in between segments and uh, I don't know, I don't know what the pretense was into the conversation, but I, we were going to break and I said, is that Duroc number five? Cause we were talking about Chanel or some good <laughs> perfume. Yeah. Perfume. perfume. Yeah. And yeah. I said, is that mm-hmm. Duroc number five? So I think I won her heart then. Yes, so to speak. Okay, here here we go. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT along with Leanne Whippen. And today we're talking with Sonny Moody. Sonny is the rising star out there on the competition barbecue circuit. Her and her husband have Mood Swing Barbecue. They compete in SCA, KCBS, FBI, CIA, and every other thing out there. Um, She's won a lot. uh, World Food Championships, World Steak Championships. nashville now oh no that's a different show anyway uh it's it's been a real pleasure to talk to sunny today out of all this short period of time and everything you've achieved achieved what do you think is the greatest thing so far honestly i would have to say my health transformation but then the world championship because i had i would never ever in my life would have expected to go from not you know, not being into grilling in such a short amount of time to being a world champion. That's a pretty big leap. It is. It is. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, Where do you see yourself five or 10 years from now with all this? 
I, I want to continue it. I hope that our website is success, successful and we can reach a lot of people and teach them backyard grilling, um, competition barbecue, or healthy grilling, whatever anybody's looking for. I'm excited to share that with the world. Um, we also want to continue competing and learning different aspects of barbecue and different sanctionizing, sanctioning bodies um, and being able to teach just teach classes and help others feel confident in grilling and barbecue. That, that's that's pretty good. Mm -hmm. If I can arrange for you to spend some time with Leanne, will you do that? Oh, in a heartbeat. <laughs> I don't know. I think I want to spend time with her. <laughs> hey, we can probably learn from each other. <laughs> uh, just let me know when that happens, because I'm going to be at least 400 miles away, you know, so. <laughs> It's all good. Um, going down the road in your your accomplishments so far, um, that's a big thing. And we've talked about that a lot during this show. But is there something you want to do that you haven't done yet? And it doesn't even have to be in the world of barbecue. Um. I'd like to do some TV shows just to experience it. No, you don't. Um, <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> um, no, honestly, like I really love learning more about different styles of barbecue because there are so many different styles, you know, there's Texas that focus heavily on beef and then there's, you know, the North Carolina, there's Kansas city. I mean, there's so many different styles. There's whole hog and there's, you know, backyard. There's just so many different styles and techniques and it's all about fire management, but I just want to learn different people's views on barbecue, you know, different cultures, different ethnicities, different flavor profiles. I just think that would be so cool to just experience different aspects of barbecue what um are your thoughts on and if you say the wrong answer you will definitely hear my thoughts on this but <laughs> but i don't normally interject this into the show but what are your thoughts on caveman style cooking i've actually done it and i really enjoy it i wish more people would get into it that is <laughs> it's kind of funny that's actually how i was raved i, I didn't know it was called that at the time but we would yeah catch our fish and we would cook them over the coals because we'd have our Dutch ovens going, you know, with the potatoes or with um, the dessert or whatever, but sure. we would cook our fish directly over the coals. And I've done that since with steaks and other proteins and it's incredible. I like it. Okay. I have no comment on that. I'm not a, <laughs> I'm not a big fan of that myself. Well, oh, there's people I that am. don't like the heavy charcoal flavor. They don't mm -hmm. like the flavor that comes from it. Right. I just don't like knocking embers off my steak before I yeah. eat it. So that's that's just me. I think that comes from um, childhood trauma or something. I'm not sure, but uh, you know, we we had uh, uh, sometimes you put them on a rock or right on the edge. You know, when you're way up in the mountains, you don't have a lot to work with sometimes, especially if you forgot your grill grate in the pack yes. saddle you know yep. anyway that's that's kind of uh, my thoughts on that maybe you guys can convince me later to to try it again but i don't know I don't we'll know. have to cook you up something good with it yeah mm -hmm. what do you do with yeah. seafood do you work it with seafood at all 
Yeah, I've done, I've done fish. That's how I grew up cooking was fish directly on the fire. Caveman yeah. style, if you'll call it. So yeah, we would catch our fish and cook them right there. And I would just stop it with lemon and vinegar. I mean, that's how I was raised. So yeah. What I about did. like shellfish? See, we where I'm from, we have a tremendous amount of shellfish. And don't talk about fish to Leanne, because she's a killer fisherman. <laughs> yeah. And 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 she uh she, you know, she does really she makes some really pretty stuff too. But I'm thinking like oysters or crab or anything like that. Love it. Oh my word, I love it. I love char-grilled oysters. That's mm-hmm. probably my favorite is char-grilled oysters. I don't need you to add in a whole bunch of fluffy stuff to them. I just like the char-grilled oyster from Michelle. Um, I do love lobster and crab. I prefer crab more, but I love to grill lobster. It's just fun and it pairs well with steak. So that's always been fun for me. Oh yeah. Now you're making me hungry. so um just you're in nashville now right yes uh what made you move to nashville from arizona yeah actually my husband's job so he is a cpa he's a banker so he's a controller of a bank and got transferred we thought we were going to end up in texas we had been looking at homes and he had a couple job offers there but they didn't work out for one reason or another and the nashville one did and honestly it was probably the best blessing that happened to us that's great. That's a, it's a great city. Um, Have you been down to printer's alley yet or any like, you know, no, the Rhymer? Yes. We went to the Ryman house. We've done the Opry. Um, we have hit Broadway, which is super fun to just go listen to live music and have good food. Um, yeah, there's, there's some pretty cool things around Nashville. Nashville's great. Mm-hmm. Nashville's great. I, like and I told- it's kind of centrally located, so we can hit a lot of barbecue competitions. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's perfect. See, that's the advantage you guys have back east than we have out here. Yeah. We're so few and far between. Yes. When we were in Arizona, we were lucky to be able to hit, you know, like four or five competitions a year. Yeah. But now yeah. I can hit one every single weekend. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. We'll be back next week with another edition of Barbecue Nation. Until then, for Leanne, uh, I'm JT, and uh, we will see you then. Bye-bye. Barbecue Nation is produced by JTSD LLC Productions in association with Envision Networks and Salem Media Group. All rights reserved.